0: Hello, I'm Eric Chabro with the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com. I'm speaking with Pat Howard, Chief Information Security Officer at the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Thanks, Pat, for taking time to chat.
1: Well, thank you for having me, Eric. Good talking to you this morning.
0: In January, in the Federal Register, the NRC solicited comments on an Information Security Strategic Plan for 2010 to 2015. What is the NRC's information security vision for the next five years?
1: I think that was really the purpose of our strategic plan was to identify that very thing. We have a whole lot of equities, a lot of different offices that are involved in information security here. The plan we did want to outline who's doing what, what are the roles responsibilities, what are we doing today, measure that against what the best practices are, where do we want to be down the road in order to have an effective, coherent, well-integrated program, and then start to fill the gap. We're building the governance structure to do that. I think it's a matter of being able to support our mission both the internal one as far as how we protect information here internally as well as the external one a lot of our offices deal with our licensees our regulated entities so we want to bridge that and be able to to have a program that is able to address both
0: you've been there for a year and a half now
1: 16 17 months something like that yes
0: How would you describe the IT security office back when you arrived and the way it
1: is today? Well, hopefully it's better, and I think it is. It was a pretty new office when I came on board in in March of 2008. NRC did not have till recently a computer security office. The function of IT security was integrated in with our IT operations staff. Because of the need for independence and to meet some of the requirements of FISMA. It's, uh, it was smart to establish a new office called the Computer Security Office. The commission did that back in late 2007. When I came on board, there were shortages in personnel. The positions had been created, but not all had been hired against. There were really no policies and procedures, up to date ones anyway, in place. Just received uh, an F on the most recent FISMA report, so I had a lot of work to do there to, to get into compliance with the, that mandate. I also saw a whole lot of people working very hard trying to improve security. I think it was a matter of just needing some direction, some coordination, some processes, and some ex- experience in, in implementing best practices. So that was kind of the picture uh, when I got here, and, and, and we're making strides in all of those areas. Probably the most notable ones are uh, the material weaknesses that we had when I got here have been uh, taken care of. They're no longer at play. On last year's audit report, they uh, indicated that we had made significant progress in certification and accreditation of our IT systems and contingency planning at the system level. We've made great improvements there, and we've made even more. In just this last year, we're up uh, up around the 90% mark now as far as having all of our systems uh, certified and accredited, and, and now all of our systems do have Contingency plan.
0: A major complaint of FISMA, as you well know, is that it's sort of focused on certification and accreditation and not necessarily reflects IT security, whether systems are truly secure. Were commissioned computer systems secure despite the low grades?
1: Probably so in, in a lot of ways. I think we were still doing a lot of the right things here as far as perimeter security and, and a lot of the policies and per- procedures. We didn't have a good implementation of certification accreditation, however. I think maybe our uh, approach to it was maybe a little bit more stringent than it had to be or didn't have the appropriate understanding of the requirements, and it was very difficult for them. So I think the number one ingredient there to making progress was educating people on a process in maintaining its stability, making sure that it was consistent, that it was understandable, and that it was not ever-changing. CNA did not, or our lack of CNA, didn't necessarily demonstrate that we weren't secure in our case. CNA just provides a, another means of providing additional assurance of security, and that's kind of the way we've looked at it.
0: What do you think of FISMA? Do you think it's, it definitely needs to be re- changed now? Do you think there are new metrics to well, measure th- IT security?
1: I think there's room for improvement. I, I've never really had much issue with, with FISMA itself. As a piece of legislation, I thought it was well-crafted and it, it met the government's need at the time. I think the problem is the way it's been measured, the way it's been implemented across the agencies. A lot of people have cast aspersions on, on FISMA and, and called it a paperwork exercise, and I, I think in some agencies that's true because there, there hasn't been that objective evaluation of the performance of agencies against FISMA standards. It hasn't been consistent over the years, so it's kind of devalued the letter grades that are issued to agencies. In a way, FISMA is a little unfair in the way they do that. Those large agencies, it's extremely difficult for them to get a good letter grade because the scope of the task is just so great, so broad, whereas smaller agencies can wrap their arms around compliance with FSMA a lot easier. That's one of the problems with FSMA. The issue of how various IGs measure or evaluate compliance with FSMA, as I said, it's been a little uneven. Agencies have the wherewithal to just kind of go through the motions or just check the box, as a lot of people say, but it kind of defeats the intent of the legislation. It's legislation that requires risk management, but it's been interpreted as a piece of legislation that requires compliance, so we kind of lost sight of risk management because of of compliance and, and that's the biggest problem I see with FISMA today. We need something that allows us to really assess risk and apply controls appropriate to satisfy that risk while continuing to be able to support the business.
0: What is your biggest concern in regards to information security at the moment?
1: State sponsor cyber attacks is something that's substantially different than it was five years ago. I think there's more of a persistent threat because of the capabilities of the attackers, of those that are trying to exploit our systems. And they have a great deal of capability and resources and patience to be able to attack our networks in an exponentially greater way than an individual hacker would have been able to in, in years past or even now. So I think it's probably those large groups, those state-sponsored attackers that are probing, and in a lot of cases, they're already inside of our networks.
0: Is this something that you as a specific agency need to defend against, or do you have to do this part as a, a government-wide
1: I guess I'm speaking to it from a government-wide point of view but we do have some critical assets just like other agencies do makes us concerned we can't just automatically assume that they're going to be just attacking someone else because they're more critical what they work with is more critical than what we do history has demonstrated to us that any agency can be viewed as a conduit because we are so interconnected with each other on the federal side they can pass through us because we're maybe a weak link in order to get to their real target who we happen to be connected to.
0: Is there any question I should have asked you and didn't?
1: There's been a whole lot of talk about focusing on the kinds of controls that every agency needs to implement mandatorily in order to protect themselves. And I think that's all well and good. All of us need to be aware of those government-wide risks that are out there. We can use help from outside the agency to define those and also define controls that help us to defend ourselves against those. I think there's also a place for having IT security programs and that's where, over the past five years, six years with FISMA, that most of the effort has been directed, and that is in building IT security programs, having mechanisms, processes, structures in place to be able to provide defense in depth. Between those two poles, there has to be a balance. There has to be an ability to respond to specific attacks in a very immediate kind of way. But in addition to that, I think there still is a place to have an IT security program that has a strategy that it's following, has goals that need to be achieved, that supports the business. You have to have both, not just one or the other. So in really trying to respond to attacks, we don't want to lose sight of the fact that you have to have an effective program to manage that.
0: Thanks, Patrick.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: I've been speaking with Pat Howard, Chief Information Security Officer at the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. For the Information Security Media Group and GovInfoSecurity.com, I'm Eric Chabro.